Alright, this is going to be starting the transfer tape number two. Saturday, February 16th, 2013 with Patricia. I never heard that. I never heard that. Sing the song and died sponsored them, and, and then then they went happy. We had a happy time, happy time. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yes. Well, uh, we keep talking. We keep talking about doing Teddy Thurman one night. Teddy Thurman was the weather girl on Monitor, the Monitor, the old Monitor radio show. And she had this really sultry voice. I don't know if you could actually call it sexy, although sultry becomes sexy in some people's ears. But she had this lovely, low, sultry voice. So I have to do that one night. It was my job to get some background music for it, mood music. And then I can do a weather report. Did she just die here not too long ago? Yeah, that's right. She did just, I guess it was just a few months ago, Walden. It wasn't within the last year. About yeah. Like Walden on the other that room. Did you hear him? He's going to get something to eat. I know, I know. You know, he does that, Bob. Some of us get going in a conversation, and he just takes it as an opportunity to say goodbye. Sure. And he leaves. That's he just pleasing. leaves us. One night, nobody could hang up. He was just out there having a wonderful time in the kitchen and was saying, Walden, Walden, are you there? Are you there? He wants to hang up now. <laughs> there was no Walden. <laughs> I think he's gone now. There was no Walden. So, Well, Bob, are you listening to any of the awful shows on Friday nights? <clears throat> you don't have to. It's okay if you say no. Oh, I... What one did you play this Friday night? This this coming Friday? No, last Friday. Yes, last night we played Black and Blue, and Superstition. Origin of Superstition. Last night. The origin of Superstition. Yeah. I think I got there. I have to change the dates on that. I thought that was backwards. My goodness, I have to, I have to do a better job of that. Okay. So and next week will be the. The orphans, the, or- of the orphans of divorce. Who? <laughs> <laughs> orphans of divorce is the name of the show. Well, I've never heard of that. Well, there's a reason. <laughs> How many did they just do one? Well, no, it was actually it lasted for three years, Bob. It was a soap opera. For most of the time, but the first four months, it was an evening half-hour show. And then it moved to daytime, 15 minutes every day. But when it was a half-an-hour show, it was one night a week. It was just like a regular, honest-to-goodness featured show, one night a week for four months. And I don't know who threw in the towel or why, but they decided that with the convoluted storyline that it really was um, far better to tag it as a soap opera, I guess, and they tossed it over onto a daytime slot Monday through Friday. But, I mean, it is just awful, just awful. Larry has a couple of them. He has. He said he has several of the shows. 
Well, I, well, I take got the... into collecting soap operas, so that's I never crossed that. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a you have to hear this show. Honest to goodness, you gotta hear it. But you did that Friday night. Now I got there too late. I got there in time for the interview, though. You got in time for the interview. Good. Uh, now you should, re- you should read the audience your little bit of your teaser, the plot summary. Patricia. Uh, oh, oh, of the origin? Yes, the plot summary. Oh, oh no, no, of uh, the, um, the uh, orphan. The orphan. Of the orphan? Yes. All right. Yeah. Well, the Re- orphan. This is, this is, this is why you should listen to the show. Get to hear the plot summary. This yes. Episode this, number this is, one. This is the, uh, and this is the half hour show that we're doing. So you have to listen to this for a whole half hour. Orphans of Divorce, this is the lead-in, was a soap opera that lasted for three years with a short summer break in there, March 1939 through April 1942. Women divorced, uh, one woman, one woman divorced, gave her kids to her husband who had married a 29-year-old chippy. She started a life of her own. Her own daughter returned, and the daughter has a baby but wants a divorce from her husband because he's fooling around with the stepmother, the young wife of the father who divorced her mother. That's the premise of the entire show. Well, I'm confused. you got to hear this. So it's, it's got other information if you'd like the other information, but that is the premise of the show. You've got me thoroughly confused already with that. Well, I know, but it's wonder. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful confusion because these people keep butting into each other's lives. And this is it's like 1939, and the entire focus was divorce. I didn't think that. 19... Was like that in 1939. That's what I know. I've got I've got three things on the list here that set it apart from soap operas because it ran once a week in the half hour format. And the second one was with the later 15 minute format. It moved to three in the afternoon. Um, and it was finally with women, but it aired once a week at 7 p.m. for those first four months, and it dealt with a really complicated tangle of people. I mean, these people were like a rat's nest, for goodness sakes. You couldn't pull one of them out of it without the whole thing coming coming apart. And it was divorce in 1939. Uh, it just blew me away that that was the focus. I, I mean, addressing divorce in 1939 might have been something you'd expect. Somebody would mention that, you know, Sally Ann was divorced and her husband went and, and that was the end of it. But to have an entire show focused on divorce, wow. I still haven't found an orphan, though. An organ? Orphan. It, it is orphan. orphans of, yeah, orphans of divorce. And I haven't found any orphans in there yet. But I guess, I guess kids who don't have a father were considered orphans. Is that possible? <clears throat> to be an orphan? I yeah. They had to lose both parents to be an orphan. Well, yeah, to be an to be an orphan. Yeah. But if they're talking euphemistically, orphans of divorce, I I guess it means I, I don't know. It'd be a half an orphan. I guess it was a Frank and Ann Hummer production, which explains a lot. Well, you know, now, it wasn't a Mr. Keen. However, oh, Bob, this is it. You, you have to listen to this one because the theme song on this rat's nest is I'll Take You Home Again, Kathleen. Oh, really? 
Really? I like that song, too. I love that song, and it's instrumental. Nobody is singing it. It's just strictly instrumental, and it's a very well-done instrumental. But it's a lovely Irish tune from you know a man singing from his heart, I'll take you back to Ireland before we die, is the essence of the song, I'll take you home again, Kathleen. And, you know, it just, I can't figure out how it fits in here. So somebody has to help me with that. Amen. Well, the end. Now, if you want to play, well, I probably couldn't even bring this. <laughs> Wednesday oh, night. Oh, go for it. Wednesday night. Yeah? You weren't listening to the big text and uh, Perry Mason. No. No. All right. <laughs> Why? A lot of it was about, apparently, big text going to have to report from jury duty. Ah, okay. He was trying to get some pointers as to how he could get picked. Okay, but I, I think he really, I don't know if he might get And he must have spent 15 minutes telling about how he trims his beard and his hair nose. Because he's so tall, people look up at him, and he has to keep the hair in his nose. You have got to, please tell me you're kidding. No, I'm not. And for the people that are as tall or taller than he, then he has to make sure that he's got the hair in his ears trimmed. Because otherwise they're looking in his ears. I, now, you I know just... now why you guys need to pick up a day during the week? <laughs> we got class and culture too, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Bob, you, I, I'm just, I really need you to tell me that you're joshing. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I guess you couldn't come up with something like that on your own. Well, Nobody could. I've heard that, I've heard that too, that maybe uh, we'll, we'll verify that, but I just... Maybe we can put that in Patricia's awful show pile for Friday night? Well, that's what I was kind of wondering. Maybe you'd like to do that. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. No, I only need half an hour for Fridays. Oh. That went on for, for quite a while. Well, I'm sure that, uh, yeah. that Mike gets a big kick out of that, too. But. <laughs> so you see what, oh my. what during the week? No. Most of the time it's... I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. You're, you're sorry what? I don't listen. Oh, you don't listen during the week? No. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Off that subject, I want to ask Walden a question. Uh-huh. Is P.O.P. still up, up, up and running? P.O.P. is up and running? Can you pop? Pacific Ocean Park? No. No. Pacific Ocean Park is not, it's no longer around. Not around it, hasn't, it hasn't been around in years. I, you know, because that's, you know, um, Harry James and, and Tommy Dorsey joined owned that place for a while. But no, that that unfortunately that is not around. And I think they're up in Santa Monica. Bob is breaking up on me, Walden. Is it me or is it his phone? Who's breaking up? There you go. Oh you were. 
I, I, I tuned Bob down. Go ahead, Bob. Okay. You turned yourself down, too. Well, I know. But you better crank yourself up a little bit. Oh, I will do that. I just got to watch out for Patricia's ears. Did that now, one sense? night he's going to take off and meet Flash Gordon on the way. <laughs> got all his all his buttons there. He's going to blast off. There you go. And, 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 and just to warm up your little heart, there's two above here. That's true. <gasps> Oh, Bob, you're joshing. Two above. Oh, my. I'm so sorry. It was a nice sunny day today, but even out, even it was still, it was still chilly out, even in the sun. Yeah, the sun rays froze. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Two above. Bad stuff. Well, I'm sorry, you're off our winter list again. We're on the downhill side. <laughs> of what? Of winter? You're kidding me. <laughs> this is the downhill side of winter. Well, yeah, you know that... When you get into February, what, we ought to get some nice days here pretty quick. Well, the groundhog said we're going to have an early spring. Yeah, sure. I think he lied, but, you know, what do I know? Yeah, I think he, I think he lied, too. You do? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I rest my case. No, I don't know what else I was going to... Talk about. Well, you you're going to offer a candidate for a really bad show. There must be a terrible show, other than live shows, that you've listened to lately, or ever. Well, what was that one that was it? The Thin Man. Yeah. Uh, I don't particularly care for the Thin Man. I don't think. Yeah, I didn't particularly care for the Thin Man, but it, you know, I, I don't know that it was an awful show. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be one that I would choose to listen to, though. You're right. And I'm not so sure I care for the fat man. Brad Runyon. Doesn't he have an ugly personality? That's why I don't think I care for him. He has got one of the most abrasive personalities, and honest to goodness, it comes so naturally. I think he was probably like that in real life. Was he, Walden? I haven't heard about his personal life. I knew he was a big oh, guy. I can't, I, a big guy. I can't remember. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was. He looked the role. Who played him? Uh, smart. Jay Scott. Oh. Uh, and he, he, yeah, he, yeah. He is. He's in the radio book. You want to look? Uh huh. Up, you want to look up a little bio about him? Yeah. Let so me grab that he, right now. He was part of Fred Allen's comedy team of the '30s. Uh huh. And. But he a comedy up, team? You're yeah, kidding. No. And he wound up hitting it big because they did have a Fat Man movie in the late 40s, 46, and that sort of put him on the map. Huh. Well, um, well, you know, when he was... 230 pounds, he says he is. Yeah, every week. That was his actual weight. Yeah, but and, that isn't very heavy to this day standard. I know, but back in those days... Well, it depends on... You know, I mean, he was only four foot three. Well, that was that. Yeah, that would make a difference. <laughs> he was a big man, though. Jack Smith. Jay Smart. Oh, okay. Jay Scott Smart. Known as the fat man, this corpulent, clever sleuth. Corpulent meaning fat. This corpulent, clever sleuth had been conceived by author Dashiell Hammett for the novel The Maltese Falcon. When auditions for the role were held, Smart was chosen because as an 
ABC executive explained, it takes a fat man to sound like a fat man. Excuse me? Okay. His voice was deep and resonant, quite sinister at times. I thought he was just terrible. <laughs> Smart got way at WPDQ in Buffalo, specializing in dialect parts. He played Senator Bloat on Fred Allen's show. Senator Bloat. I don't remember that character. He played Uncle Walt on Gasoline Alley and various names in the news in the March of Time. In 1936, he left for New York for the movies. Success proved elusive, so he returned in the early 1940s for his roles with Inner Sanctum Mysteries and Grand Central Station. After starring in the radio-inspired film Fat Man, he's oh he he starred in the in the, uh, in the film. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and that's what you just said. Silly me. After starring in the radio-inspired film The Fat Man in 1951. Smart gave up his career as a performer to become a painter. In the 1950s, he also operated a summer theater in Ocon... Uh, can somebody help me with this? It's in Maine, Oconquit. <clears throat> Does that sound right? O-Q-U-N-Q-U-I-T. Maine. Uh-huh. A painter. Must be an Indian name. They're all Indian names, yeah. But a painter, I, it doesn't say what, what, you know, what, what genre or what medium. It just says a painter. I think he oh, died about. I think he died about 1960, right? Well, let's see. He died. Um, born 1902, and he died in 1960. Yeah, January 15, 1960. How about that? A painter. Isn't that interesting? You get creative people, and they've almost always a creative person has talents in more than one field. Does it say what kind of a painter he was? No. No, that's what I, and that's, that's what I was commenting on. It just says painter. It doesn't say medium. It doesn't say house painter. It doesn't say oil painter. It just says painter. Maybe he, maybe he got picture, maybe he got some pictures on the internet. Yeah. All right. Well, let me see. All right. <clears throat> so what's new, Bob? Uh, nothing new. Uh-oh. Uh, sometimes that's good, though. Not to, not to degree. There's not much you can do, right? I just can't think of anything that's new right offhand. Painter. All right, let's see. Okay, are you in the market for a question? Exciting. <laughs> Why are you sleepy? Did your brain go to sleep? No, I, I don't. I think I might have had a little nap today. Ah, uh, here we go. Okay. See, it, I mean, this is confession time. Okay. Do you want a really hard one? Well, a hard multiple choice. Oh, sure, I can give you a hard multiple choice. Let me see what I got down here in the multiple choice category. Um, In the category of multiple choice. All right. Literary (laughs) – we'll do this. Literary critic for The New Yorker was the longtime host of the radio quiz show, Information Please, (laughs) as long as we're on Information Please tonight. 
Who was it? Who was the host of Information, Please? The host? The host. The one that asked the questions. Would you like the Would you like the multiple choice list? Yeah. Okay. Get with the multiple choice. <laughs> oh yes, you will. Right. Were you listening Were you listening to the show tonight before you called? Yes. Well, for goodness <laughs> sake. But I see. I don't remember things very long. My my my, my retention is it, real bad anymore. It was twelve minutes ago. Who is this I'm talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? Who am I? Um, was it Bill Cullen, Peter Standish, Lou Valentine, or Clifton Fadiman? Well, it must have been Fadiman. Yes, it was. Why Why must it have been Fadiman? Because I don't recognize the other three guys. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I was hoping you were going to say because you were talking about Clifton Fadiman a few minutes ago. Well, that too, but... That too. Well, I thought I kind of thought he was a he, he was one of the people that were on the panel. No, he wasn't. He was the guy who got to ask the questions. He didn't have to answer any until two times, I believe. I, at least one time. It might have been two times when Fred Allen was on the show. About halfway through, they made Clifton Fadiman sit down, and Fred Allen got to ask the questions, and they stumped Clifton Fadiman. Right. Yes, 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 yes. A few miles from me. Okay. Well, I mean, not literally in my backyard. And when he, did he die? I think. I think it was like 1991. Does that sound right? Two o four. He was eight. I think he made to eight ninety eight. Two o four. I think he made to eight ninety eight or something like that. Ninety six, yeah, ninety eight. Adaman died in born. You know, say I when he died. This book was written before he died. Allen used to play those, didn't you, Allen? Uh-huh. Yep. I love those shows, so I'm... I do, too. I'm having those transferred at the moment, so that's why I don't have too many around here. But uh, Would you like some, Bob? Some uh, information, please? Yeah. I used yeah. To tape, I used to tape all the wallet plays. There you go. But so is I that a like, yes or a no? Yeah, I would like some of those. There you go. Okay, that's a yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 1999, June 1999. And how old was he? He was, he would have been 95. 95, okay. 95. Wow. He died back in 1991? 99. 95. I'm sorry, 99. I know. I know, but it was before my radio time. Way before my radio time. <laughs> you know, you know. I beg your pardon? How did, how did you get involved in, in listening to radio? It was, an, it was an accident, honest to goodness accident, because I was looking for talk show radio. On the, on the Internet, I was looking for some talk shows. I'm a talk show junkie. And I came across Live 365. I never even knew that existed. And I found the category talk show and went down and 
yesterday USA was, and I guess still is listed, as a talk show. Yes. So I listened in, and the first time I listened in, they were in the middle of an auction, and I didn't know what that was. And somehow I hit either Yesterday USA at the right time a week or two later, or I happened into something else. But I heard one of the detective shows, and I thought, you know, this is pretty cool. This is this is really cool. And then they played a Fibber McGee and Molly. And I, rec- I recognized the names from what my grandmother and my mother used to say about Fibber McGee's closet. I knew what they were talking about. My grandmother would say, this place looks like Fibber McGee's closet. I said, what the heck is a Fibber McGee's closet? And that was the first time I knew. So I thought it was pretty cool, and I started – you know, every once in a while I would tune in and I would listen, and it just just got to be more fun and more fun, and there I was. And then every once in a while you'd call up and talk to Bill. Rarely, but yeah. Well, I remember once in a while you'd call up, yeah. Oh, I'd, you're the one with no memory. <laughs> well, but see, that that I remember. I remember when Walden, when he, when he started calling up. Yep. So you, you are you serious? You honest to goodness remember when I called in a couple of times? I do. Sure. I do. Yep. Yep. They say this is Patricia in Florida. That's right. Yep. Yeah, Bill. When oh you, my Bill, goodness. Bill, Bill, when you get some of those thing, things from the tree. Well, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, coconuts. Coconut from the coconuts? trees. And yeah, you wanted coconuts. Yeah, and, and he also because he talked he talked about the uh, Edison Museum. The Edison Museum, yeah. yeah. The Edison House. That's been a couple of years ago that you first started. 2004. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's been 2004. That would that sounds about right. Yeah, 2004. Did you say Walden? Uh huh. Because could be because Maybe I was looking a at the, I was looking at the date. Yeah, I think it was later than that. I was looking at the date yeah. of the Jimmy Nelson interview. The time first time we had Jimmy Nelson was January 11, 2006. And so I know Patricia was listening in 205, maybe 204. So at least 205, yeah. Yeah. So I'm an eight or a nine year old kid. Yeah, no, I, I remember when you used to call him. Oh, boy. You had See? Talked to Bill and Mike then or whatever, yeah. Yeah, Perry Mason. Yeah. yeah. But I, I didn't stay on the phone. Patricia. What? Yeah, I get, I basically I get kidnapped away from Bill and Mike, so she's been over here. Yeah, I got to come out and play on on the weekends. Yeah. Oh, ha ha. <laughs> we we bring class and culture to the weekends. When I found that yesterday USA, I used to get it off the off the sideband off the big dish that I had. Ah, which they don't have anymore. Well, you know, next month the station will be celebrating. 30 years. I think it was on the WGN yep. side band. And that, and, that, and that ended in... Uh, uh, how I ever found that, but, but I did. 2004 or whatever, yeah, when we went off that. Off of that, yeah. Yeah, but we hung there for a long time. And then uh, just started on the nostalgia channel in, in 83. I knew about him back in the 80s, but I just couldn't hear it until I got a computer that looked good enough to get audio. Are you still out in the kitchen? Not yet. (laughs)
Not yet. Not yet. Are you having trouble? Well, I'll look at my microphone. Hold on. No, you're fine over here. But maybe maybe you turned down too low for him. Uh huh. I could be turned down. Oh, I'll just turn myself way up for for Bob. There you go. Is that better, Bob? Now you're getting better. See? I can just crank myself up over here. I have to watch out for Patricia's ears. I can turn you up, and I can turn leave her low. <laughs> anyway. Because I thought, I thought you were, you know, you like had a speakerphone, and you were over to the other side of the room, sat down watching TV. You mean, uh, you mean, yeah, you know, he does that sometimes. He goes, he takes a walk, and I'll say, Walden, and we hear him way in the distance. I'm over here. Now, there you go. You did it again. Where are you? back in. That way I can hear my own show. I am just, there we go. We're I'm back. Oh. Bob, he's making me crazy. Who, me? Yes, you, you. Me, you. me? Okay, so information, please, to our gentleman friend in Wisconsin. You got it. That'll be fun to send. I really like that show. And Oscar Levant is one of my heroes. <clears throat> I just love that guy to pieces. Yes, it was. That's a, another sadness. So he's another person on my I wish I had the opportunity to meet list. How far away did he live from you? Oh, I don't know. I, he, I think he stayed in New York. I believe he, 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 he was he in New York when he died. Actually, uh, Joe Benny and I were talking about that last Sunday. He, he, he wound up uh, moving to Hollywood and lived two couple doors down from Jack Benny. He did live in Hollywood. Yeah, after, I'm really surprised. Well, I mean, there were times he couldn't even go out of the house. But see, remember he was in New York, and then once in the late forties, then he was working with Al Jolson, and that was out here, in the Craft uh -huh. Music Hall. Yeah. And, and you remember that on YouTube, you see a copy of his uh, TV show that was out here. And then in the and then in the sixties, he was a total recluse and never got out. And, and it, it was just, yeah. It was out here. It, he so he wound up making the move to California, and uh, oh, I misunderstood. I thought he was locked up in, you know. When I say locked up, I mean that he he just almost barricaded himself. He, he never went out. He he, he had yeah. He did one. He composed obsessive compulsive disorder. I mean, the the, my, the man was. My understanding is he went that way in the sixties. That's why they, they, nobody ever saw him out here. For example, yeah. John Benny said even though he was a neighbor, she never got a chance to meet him. You didn't see him. No, no, he 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 would just never go out. Yeah, where did they would just never go out. Say again, I beg your pardon. Where, where were the shows produced at? In, in New York. New York. Yeah, information please. And Oscar Levant got the fight with D David Goldenpaul, the producer, a, a total fist fight. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you read, if you read, if you ever read John Dunning's book about the history of information, please. It's chapter. It's a great chapter on the history of uh, information, please. And Martin wrote a whole book about the history of the show. But the uh, the producer, he was notorious to hard to do. He fired his own sponsors. For example, if he if he thought when well, Lucky Strike was too annoying. He sued the the new 
his announcer because he didn't want to use Lucky Strike Green Goes to War, or he and he filed papers just before broadcast. Uh, he was notoriously a hard guy to work with, that yeah, Golden Paul. And so mm-hmm. he, and, he and Oscar Levant got in a fist fight. Well, Oscar was such a, a volatile person. When I say volatile, it was an up-and-down thing. Um, it, it, it was almost a bipolar energy that he flipped on uh, on the upside and a profound depression on the low side. And I can understand that if he really got agitated on the energy end of this cycle, that he he would have hauled off and socked him. That doesn't surprise me at all. Was he, was he a big? Was he, no, he he wasn't. He wasn't a big man. Um, and you know he he was he, he wasn't a big man. That's the best I can say. You know he 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 actually he had the appearance of someone who was pained. It, it, always in pain, and I mean mentally and emotionally. He his his shoulders were hunched. He was always an anxious, nervous wreck, um, and still he created such an extraordinary. I mean, he was a, a playwright, a television and movie actor. He was a concert pianist, he was a, a musician, he, he was a composer, he, he producer. Was a, he was a child prodigy in the piano. On, on prodigy? Yeah, you know, at the um, piano. Yeah, he and the Gershwins were intimate Close. friends. Uh, and he, he did, and he was a writer. He did all of these things and died believing that he had never really fulfilled any of his potential. One of his expressions, and I'm paraphrasing, is it's not the things that you accomplish at, that, that makes a difference. It's the things you didn't. And I mean, he came up with these heartbreaking um, quotes, and he meant them from his heart. He, he was just a, an extraordinary person, absolutely extraordinary person. And I, I'm just so sad that he's another one I would never have had an opportunity to meet, ever. And he died in 1972. Yeah, age 60. He just did not live all that long. It's, yeah, it said 64. Oscar Levant, and Clifton Fadiman, isn't that interesting? Two people uh, I, I would put in my circle of, gosh, I, I would have so much enjoyed spending an afternoon with them and both of them were on the same show how interesting and John Daner is in there as well so well, they were all good they were all interesting that's a good program you I'm bet glad you, I'm, I'm yeah. glad you recommended it okay that's good I think you'll enjoy it they had an awful lot of fun there are a couple of Boris Karloff shows in there as well and Boris Karloff was an excellent guest so I will put them together and you shall have them All right. okay well you have yourself a wonderful week and um, keep <clears throat> keep monitoring the uh, weekday stuff okay well really yeah. me. <laughs> maybe somebody will also verify what I told you that's what it was <laughs> No, 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 it's okay. Actually, we can manage re- without it. There's a recording. We can go find it and send it to Patricia. Yeah, we, well, yeah, we, we, 
we can manage. I'll take your word for it. I think it was Wednesday night. Wednesday. When that took place because he was not there Thursday night. I wonder why. Well, he was busy trimming. He was grooming? <laughs> That's what he started. He said, I've got to get my beard all trimmed up. And, uh, and then after he did that, but then he got into the hair and hose. And, uh, oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. No. Thursday, I think he was supposed there to are some things we all have and things we should never acknowledge. That's right. That's one of them. I guess you were hard up for material, huh? I just thought you'd be interested in hearing that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're so good to, for mentioning it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that will make it on our list of things we can live without. Awful shows right next to the things we can live without. Oh, gosh. You are so funny. You are. He wasn't so tall. He wouldn't have that problem. But it was people that looked up. See, and that's why he took care of that problem. Yeah. Well, he took care of the upper deck and the lower deck. What about the middle? Never mind. <laughs> we, better, we better change the subject. I think so. I think All right. so. Hey, thanks for being here. All right. Oh, gosh. Thank you for being there, Bob, and thank you so much for calling. Well, you're welcome. And and thanks for answering my call. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for giving the weather report. Your turn. All right. We'll talk to you you later. Good night, Bob. Thank you so much. Bye. 714-545-2071, our number. Only 10 before 10, and we're off and running. And we are in the market for nominations for awful shows. Hello there, you're on air. Hello, it's Matt from the Harbor. Hello there. Well, hi, Matt. How in the world are you? Good, and yourself? I am fine, thank you. I understand you sent an email with your address to me? Uh, yes, I did. I sent it earlier this morning. Oh, I didn't get it. Hold on. Let me let me go back because sometimes they get redirected and they get sent to the wrong place. Let me see. Because I do have some goodies for you in your envelope, ones I think you'll enjoy. And, and, and you sent it this morning, you said. Yes. Up, oh, there it is. It went to the wrong place. I'm so glad you mentioned it. Um, I have to move you. Somehow it got redirected. No, sometimes with um, move to inbox, which email address do you use? Um, It's Matt uh, Jacoby. Oh, you don't have to give you don't have to give it out. But I mean, is it like Hotmail or? Are you a Hotmail person? Oh, no, I'm uh, at yahoo.com. Yahoo. Yahoo. Okay. Occasionally, they'll take, my email will take the public domain ones and just redirect them and say, we don't want you to 
had this and puts it in the junk pile. Um, I, I lost Ralph in California a couple of times that way, but I retrieved it, and there you are. Um, well, <laughs> I, I've got uh, – it, is, is your zip code the same as Kurt's? Yes. Okay. All right. I'll fill in the blank. Thank you. And and your last name is the same? Yes. Okay. Um, how am I in my detective thing here? I'm doing very well. <laughs> well, then what he wrote here was a street address and apartment number, period. Well, same city. I mean, you, you folks have faith. Well, he, he see, well, we, we believe in you, Patricia. We know that you can figure out. La Haba. We know you figure out California, and we know that you figure out the zip code. You you are incredible, Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, how are you doing? Excuse me. How are you doing? Oh well, I'm fine. Um, I was just counting down the the days uh, till today, so I could listen to the radio. So. Hanging in there. Perfect. Well, I'm so glad that you do and that you are with us. Have you listened to any shows? Um, uh, not the only radio shows I listened to uh, were on your radio show, um, the Awful Show. Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> you really picked the good ones, eh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. fun. So what did you think of Awful Shows? Well... I didn't personally. I didn't think that. Um, um, I just forgot them because I, I called my grandfather asking them for their names and I forgot. Um, something first radio show had to do with uh, Black and Blue. I forget. Uh huh. Yeah. Detectives Black and Blue. And the um, uh, I forget the second one you played after that. I believe that one was the origin of superstitions. Yes. Yes. I didn't think. The origins was that bad, but the uh, black and blue was just awful. <laughs> just awful. We'll we'll manage just fine. The origins of superstition got a mixed review from me because the information was interesting. It was the show scripting that was so awful. They made 15-minute show out of what could have been covered in two sentences, maybe one, but no more than two, and the acting was dreadful. So on those two points, it got bad stuff. On the information, it got good stuff. So, Yeah, I mean, like when they were describing on where the origins came from, I didn't know the information, so it was just a good, that was just a good show. Maybe the other ones are worse, but I just thought the information was good to know. The information was terrific. I, I appreciated it as well. Some of the others are even worse. So I'd be happy to send you some of the others. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Well, let me tell you what's in your envelope. Oh, okay. uh, let me see. Well, um, I put in an interesting collection of Lux Radio Theater but South African productions. So they're kind of unusual. They're not um, – Lux Radio Theater was a very long-running and very popular, sophisticated theater show that ran here in the States. But South Africa also put one together. 
and it's quite a departure from what we are accustomed to in old-time radio from America, so I thought you might enjoy something a little offbeat here. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good to hear. Okay, and Spooky. You liked Spooky. So I gave you Black Museum, which is a uh, – each show was built around a real-life crime and murder and stuff like that there. And then I gave I, – I, I put together a combination of some Inner Sanctum and Quiet, please, because those are really bad. Um, and I gave you a comedy. I gave you Duffy's Tavern. People haven't asked for Duffy's Tavern for a long time, and also the radio sampler. So you've got a lot of good stuff in here waiting to get out. Thank and I'll get them. In, uh, yeah, I think you'll enjoy them. I'll get them in the mail to you this week. Sure. So what have you been up to? Excuse me. What have you been up to? Um, not much. I mean, I've been going to my grandfather's house and. Just relaxing in his house and helping him with, with whatever, like he needs to clean the house or anything or get the mail. Since it's not the funnest thing to do, so I do it as a I can. Help. Do you want to come visit Florida? <laughs> I wish I had the no. money. <laughs> well, you know, I, I just wondered if you were maybe out for hire. You sound really wonderful. Absolutely terrific. So, well, how did um, how did Valentine's Day go at school? Did you hear any interesting story this this, this Thursday? Was just awful. I, I, I'd rather have been punched in the face three times by the world's strongest man. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, this this girl is would, would not leave me alone. I mean, I've been trying to tell her just to leave me alone, and it's just gotten to the point where. I had, to, I had to tell her to not talk to me anymore. I told her very kindly, but he, she just, it was just awful. I mean, her reaction was terrible. I mean, it was not a good, it was not a fun day. Wow. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, I guess I, people had words, so. Yeah, but it wasn't you who had words. You had your own to deal with. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's, are, are you in any classes with her together? Oh, n no, but I'm, I'm very glad because she's not, she doesn't focus on the work. She really talks a lot, so even if I had had her for a class, I wouldn't be able to focus on her work. So, no. Well, that's comforting. <laughs> I'm happy for that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. How did the rest of the school gang make out? Uh, pretty good. I mean, I just did my normal routine after that. Just go home and just do whatever we need to do. But is there, a, like, a topic for today's show? Yes, there is. And I wanted to know if there were any awful shows that people have heard that they would like me to add to my for consideration list. Um, I haven't heard many shows other than your awful shows and the shows that my grandfather has um, showed me, and the radio shows he has shown me are pretty good, so I really don't yeah, think he's, I would suggest he's, at the moment. He's got pretty sophisticated taste, so yeah. you've, uh, yeah, you've, you've been exposed to some really good stuff. Yeah. 
stick with us and you'll find the really bad stuff. <laughs> We'd be happy to help you with that. Well, now, what about homework schedule? You know, what what are you, a, what, a junior or a sophomore, Matt? I'm a sophomore. What's the homework level like in high school right now? Is quite a bit of homework? Are you, are you? Uh, yes. Um, like one of my classes, I have homework every day. Sometimes I'll have like Whoa. Wow. Yeah, I, I think that would be impossible for a first grade to do high school work, so I don't know how the parents are going to react on that. So. I hope that's a rumor. Yeah, I, I hope so, too. Mm-hmm. But thank God I'll be out of school by then. <laughs> wow. No, I, I don't think so. That That yeah. is not good. That is not good. So I'm I'm curious, and I hope it's okay if I keep asking about this. I'm curious because of the kinds of conversations we had last week about Valentine's Day, which were very big surprises for me. In your school, what kinds of gifts and exchanges were going on? Well, um, for my school, they had, like, these anonymous roses with a note, and uh, he or she would... They uh, had, I think, it was a dollar, and um, their crush or Valentine would receive a, um, a fake rose with a note on it that the anonymous person would write to them, and they would get it in their last period, and that was pretty much all I got. But all everybody had got so an anonymous rose, mm-hmm. and that like, came um, from yeah, anonymous. Um, how did they get the word? That that that. How do you know? Yeah. How did you? How does it show up? Does it, somebody put it in the locker? How do you guys? Oh no no no! Uh, they, um, it's close to the school, so like the teachers or whoever's running um, that for that day, they they know who you are and they know who to send it to. So um, let's say I'm writing a note to I'm just gonna use this uh, Megan. Um, right. They will put they know who I'm sending it to, but they won't put my name down as on the road. And so what is that? I didn't understand that either. I mean, if, if you're going to give a rose, I mean, at least let them know who it is. Yeah. Oh, man, I'd want to know. And the teacher. And if I gave you a rose, I'd sure want you to know I was the one who gave it to you. Yeah, because you could rationalize it on whoever, and you could go around asking people, and then and someone, just anybody, could say, oh, yeah, I did give you the rose when they did so, it. So, so, so it's the teacher that delivers it? Huh? It's the teacher that gives it? In the, in the last it, period? It, it is a group of teachers, but sometimes other students um, that work with teachers, so it just depends on who's working on that day. Wow. So the teachers or the teacher's assistants know who the rose came from and who it goes to, but nobody else knows, yeah. and I think that stinks. Excuse yeah. me, am I allowed to say that word, Walden? <laughs> we just yeah, it stinks. It stinks. Uh, it stinks. Yeah. That's terrible. It defeats the purpose. Mm-hmm. It does. I mean, good grief. I mean, sometimes people will, you know, on Valentine's Day, they'll send um, a guess who card. Yeah. But it goes, it's from the person. It doesn't go through a third party. <laughs> I mean, 
this is incredible. Yeah. And tell me about the dollar. Where does the dollar come in? Um, well, you pay a dollar for it to be sent to um, whoever's your valentine. And I hear it's supposed to go for the school, but I think that's a load of crap because we never get any from you in our school. I mean, so. So who do you pay the dollar to? The teacher's assistant or the teacher, and they put it all in a like a small uh, chest for money. And at the end yeah. of the week for Valentine's Day, they count it all up and supposedly goes to the school, but I'd have to look into that, but I don't think it does. There's something wrong here. Yeah. Is, is, is there an element of romance that was lost along the way here? Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean... Like when I, I just don't understand why they would just give a rose. I mean, if I was going to give a rose, I'd get you one personally, and let you know it was for me, not somebody else. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, it doesn't make any sense to me. Oh boy, if I if I were a doofus, and somebody gave me a rose, man, I would go around and I'd say, "Was it you? Was it you? Was it you? Was it you?" <laughs> Um, I'm, my social skills would be a little weak in that area. <laughs> how much are, uh, how much is lunch now? If you were going to order lunch on campus, what's what's the cost for lunch today? Um, it's about three fifty. Uh huh. So it it depends. I mean, the food's horrible. I mean, the portions are very small. Yeah. A lot of it's undercooked or overcooked, and it's not worth. I'd rather go get fast food across the street. Yeah. Keep the school food. So that's like fifteen dollars a week. Yeah, um, but some parents will have to fill out a form if they don't make enough money. Um, yeah. My friends have to fill out a form, and they'll get reduced lunch or they'll get free lunch. Something's wrong here too. Yeah. I I don't think I'm going to ask you any more questions. I'm starting to get upset here. Um. $15 a week, that's $60 a month average, maybe a little more, per yeah, kid. and for, a, for hard-working adults who don't make enough money, it's really going to screw them over, too. Yeah. So it's, if they've got two or three kids in school, that's yeah. their entire discretionary income for the month. Yeah, it's the same thing with um, uh, uh, middle school and high school. So if you have three kids in uh, middle school and one kid in high school, you're saying about hundreds. It's just amazing. Are you able to bring a lunch to school? Yes, you are. Yeah. Do any of the students do, on do any of the students do that? Uh, not as many as like younger students do, um, but I'll see like maybe two, maybe three kids out of the two thousand we have there bring uh, lunches. Wow. Is it? Um, I don't know. If I, I don't want to say pride. That's not it. it. It's not a cool thing to bring your own lunch. Uh, it's, well, I don't really think it's a bad thing to bring your own lunch. I think it's better because you're not, you're not wasting money on small portion food that's not really well. I mean, yeah. Uh, one well, I I agree with you, but but for kids, but for kids, excuse me for interrupting. I'm sorry. For kids who are not bringing lunch, why don't they bring it? 
they like to, I believe that they like to think that they have money, and they or they say that oh my parents don't feed me enough or we had nothing good at our house, and it they obviously have something at their house that's edible. I mean, we have nothing good at our house. Well, you do because you eat every day. So yeah. Nothing in the house and nothing good in the house mean two different things. Yeah. <laughs> for for an adolescent, nothing good in the house could mean no potato chips, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, you are just a bundle of information. I'm so glad that you call. I'll walk to you and he's pretty quiet. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. I'm learning everything as I say. I'm Taking it all in. You bet. Even as we speak. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So have so, you figured out yet, Matt, what you want to do after you graduate from high school? Uh, Yes, I'm hoping to be a, a police officer in my, um, in my, yeah, I'm just hoping to be a police officer. Uh, but after I graduate high school, I'm probably just going to get a side job until then. Because, uh. Uh, age for a police officer is at least 21. Okay. I'll have a few years after that to wait. So you're probably going to need to go to, uh, I'm trying to think, what, the police academy? How, yes. how, how old do you have to be before you can go to the police academy? Is that... you, you have to be 20, you have to be like at least 20 to join. Okay. And But you have to be 21 to graduate the police academy. Got it. Yeah. What about educational requirements other than the police academy? Um, well, I asked my uh, law enforcement teacher, and he said you really only need a high school degree, but it'll look mm-hmm. on your belt if you have a college degree. At least two years of mobile will go on your belt. So, so you, think you, might what go, made- you think you might go to junior college or anything like uh, that? Yeah, I mean, if I'm, not, if I'm not doing anything and I just have a job, probably go to to um, some sort of college. Uh-huh. I mean, any college is better than no college at yeah. all. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a, a junior college and a community college, you can get good educational opportunities there, yeah. and it's a great springboard. Yeah. Competition for getting into a four-year college or university is so stiff, and by the time you finish, even your first year at a community college, your opportunities are much more open. And positions are much more available. It's easier to transfer in on a sophomore level, I think yeah. is what I'm trying to say, than to compete for an, uh, a seat on a, on a freshman level. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right on target. What made you decide to pick law enforcement? Um, well, I had to pick between um, it was either a cooking class and a, um, a law enforcement class. So I I didn't really think I was ever going to be a police officer. Like, in fact, when I was a little um, kid, I used to look down upon them because I always thought they were big, like, jokes. But then I looked into it, and it just kind of intrigued me. I mean, a lot of my family members have been police officers. Um, my two uncles on my um, on her side are um, police officers. So it just kind of maybe ran in the blood. I'm not sure. Interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Okay, are you up enough on your radio to uh, be able to deal with a question? Um, I can try, but no promises. Well, let's see what I've got on my list here. You talk with Walden for a minute. Let me see what I can come up with. Well, you, are you interested in history, Matt? What, if, if 
you know, just in case we, you know, we might come up with a sidebar question for you. Is there anything that you enjoy studying over the years um, or reading, or what? What's been your field of interest? The biggest subject that I that I like, I love studying is um, it's in English. It's mythology. I think mythology is awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whoa! You're in the big time there. I know. <laughs> All right. Maybe we can do this one. Um, are you familiar with Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy? Um, no, I am not. Uh, Did you ever hear of them before? Um, I might have to my grandfather. Um, I'm not sure. I'd have to, yeah, I'm not sure about it. Hey, here's a good question. Have you ever heard of the Lone Ranger? The Lone Ranger? Yeah. Yes, I have. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. I was interested. Okay. A couple of years ago, I was working on a convention, and Patricia was going to do some work for me. And she was interviewing a couple. She was checking around, and a lot of kids who were 12 or 13 never heard of the Law Ranger. So at least you knew who the Law Ranger was. There was one who was 19 and didn't know. Wow. Oh, it broke my heart. Okay, Gunsmoke. Are you familiar with Gunsmoke? Um, I've heard of it, but. Um, yeah, it, it just, I guess I could take any question, but it just depends, so. All right, um, could, can you, oh, you, you're not too sure on the Lone Ranger. Boy, we're going to have to load you up with shows here. Yeah. Um, did you watch TV, and do you watch TV? No, you said you don't do that very much. I don't, it, it depends on the shows, I mean. If I'm at my grandfather's house, I hardly ever watch TV. Like, I'll just listen to radio. Right. But if I'm at my house, we really don't listen to radio at my What's your favorite? Are you, are you a reader? You have a favorite uh, book? I am not a big reader. Uh-huh. But if, if it's a book on I have to do for class, I'll read it. What 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 books have you had to read so far in high school? Um. Well, I've had to read Lord of the Flies. Um, Whoa. Yeah. That's that's a that's a, a kind of a spooky one. Yeah, I've had to read To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, I remember uh-huh. that. I remember that in high school. Good classic. Yeah, uh, it's a good book. Um, let's see. And then my teachers, my teachers are very ridiculous person. So he always wants us to read books about uh, high school and teenage um, drama. So, but I hate those books. <laughs> well, I promise not to force any <laughs> All right. Do you know who Batman is? Yes. Okay. Who was Batman's companion? Robin. Very good. good All right. We got a Batman and Robin. Batman was heard one time that I know of on radio. Otherwise, he was a television and movie person was he yeah. Walden? Was he on any show other than that one with Superman? He was a running. He had a running role on Superman for a while, off and on. But you know, I think he originally came. Was that, what, of, of course, you're right because they introduced him, and Superman and Robin were going to save Superman. Yeah, because March first, nineteen forty-five. It's the first time yeah. Robin appeared. Yeah, I don't. Okay. Geez, ask All me right. a question. You get a sell so answer. I don't know. Yeah. That's right. There yeah. you go. Yeah. You yeah. have a good question, yeah. and you get a good answer. All right, Matt. I have to pick something for you. 
that will make you so sharp on old-time radio. The sampler will do that. I put a lot of shows. And by the way, anybody who's listening tonight, if you want a sampler as one of your prizes, you have to answer a question first. I made some extra ones, and they're big. They're on a DVD, and I got bunches and bunches of different kinds of shows on them. So you'll have a taste of a whole lot of things. Do you, you can like? Decide which ones you do like. you like Superman? Uh, yeah, I, I don't. He's not my favorite superhero. Okay. But he's okay. Okay, I was just just thinking out loud. Um. Uh, okay. Comedy, maybe. <gasps> Our Miss Brooks. Yeah, give him one. Give him. We're gonna try, we're gonna test you on one of the great comedy shows uh, of all time called Armist Book, which is situ- situated about high school. And give that a listen. Get, and give give us a feel what you think about did you if if you enjoy it or not. It's, it's there a- are some wonderful characters in this particular show. Miss Brooks is an English teacher. She's in love with the science teacher. The oh science teacher is in love with science and his frog. And the prin- and the prince yeah, very good, Walden. Yeah. And the principal is priceless. So I think it's probably one you'll enjoy. So I'll I'll put that in your envelope and um so that means I'm glad it's still here. I can put one more in there. I think you'll enjoy it, but it's okay if you don't, but we'll expect you to report back. All right, I will. Okay. (laughs) Well, Matt, thank you so much for calling. You have yourself a wonderful week. Be safe, and maybe we'll get to talk to you next week. Oh, no problem. Thank you guys very much. All right, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Good choice. Oh, I'm getting an education. Oh, a rose, um, an anonymous rose. Anonymous rose that you have to pay a dollar for, and you don't know where the dollar goes, and nobody knows who sent you the rose. This is worse than having my having to send you guys a box of candy. <laughs> Hello there, you're on the air. My turn. There you go. <laughs> this is Gary in Wisconsin. Hi, Gary. Hi, Gary. So did I have you, something did, to tell you. Did you have to send me an anonymous rose to your wife this week, Jerry? Um, no, I actually got her a handful of hearts. Aww. Um, when when you say a handful of hearts, what does that mean? Um, little uh, cherry hearts. <gasps> oh. Oh, that's so sweet. I mean, this is nice. This is nice. You did a nice thing. I want you to know that your envelope that went out won the prize for weight. Right. All right. It was it was the heaviest one that went out. Well, it's uh, let's see, it's got December, January, and what what, what uh, February. <laughs> it's got a bunch of stuff in there. You betcha. Too bad none of it plays, but at least we'll find out, right? Yeah, well, you know, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. I did a really good thing. I put a disc in to transfer some shows yesterday, and I think it was Screen Guild. It was either, I don't think it was Screen Directors. I'm sure it was Screen Guild. And it was a DVD. And it had Master on it, and it had Volume 1, which means there's more than one. And I put it in, and it was blank. 
not only was it blank, it really was blank. It had never had anything on it. It was waiting to be burned with anything. I hadn't even loaded the shows on it. So I thought that was kind of interesting. You, know, no you normally write the label first before you put before you stick it in. No, the I I don't. I, after the after everything is burned and it comes out, then I put a label on it. So obviously, what I did, I loaded it. I put a title on the disc that's on the you know on the on the computer, and later on ejected it, thinking that I had put the shows on and burned them. I wrote on the CD what it was, put it in an envelope, and put it away, and it's a blank CD or DVD. <laughs> now, that, that was the, that's, a, that's the first time I ever found that so in you, my file. So you know what that means? You should stick it in and burn the shows now, and then you'll be up to date. That's, that's correct, except it's got writing all over it. It wouldn't burn? Which, I, I mean, I could change that. Ah. For me, you know, if it were a master for something else, sure, okay. I could. I, and I checked it. I put it back in, and there it was. It was. It really was a blank DVD. So, so anyway, yes, you've got a whole bunch of stuff. So, what is your week? How was it? And what is your temperature? Uh, I just looked. It, what, what is it? It is minus minus nine. You know. <sighs> Straight line I checked. I checked my law books. My law books say that's illegal. Um, a lot of people's books it says that's illegal. <laughs> but still, somebody is sending it. So who out there at minus nine degrees? Who's out there at minus? I don't know because I'm inside. It's not you. That's for sure. It's not me. So maybe somebody delivering the mail? Would that be about the only person I would bother to have to get out there? Uh, not uh, 12.30 at night. Well, if he, if he's running late, he might. What was the temperature during the day today? Oh. It's ballpark. It was probably around 20. Um. You know, I We're not visiting you in the wintertime either. I, uh, I went down to Madison. They had a uh, model railroad, uh, model railroad train uh, expo. Oh. Uh huh. And uh, we went down for uh, uh, for that. My son and a friend of mine. We went down there for about three hours. Was it well attended? Cause I I understand those are getting harder and harder. For for those who make a go of it, for you know operators to uh, have enough people to come, w was it well attended? Oh, this thing was crowded. Uh huh. It was crowded, and uh, uh, it's the Alliance Center there in Madison, and uh, yeah, in the exposition hall, and it was it was just wall to wall people. You know, are uh, are you a collector? Actually, no. <laughs> I just went down to, because uh, my friend is, and he invited me to go, and and I and uh, I said, well, you know, let's take my son too because he's he, we we've never really done anything like that. And my son enjoyed it. So I, uh, I took about uh, I took about seventy photographs 
some are okay, some are really bad. That's one of the really wonderful things about digital photography is that you can keep on taking pictures without extra cost, and finally, at one point or another, you're going to wind up with a dynamite photo. Mm -hmm. Bill Bragg, the owner of the station, Bill Bragg, who owns the station, our founder, is a model train aficionado. I did not know until Bill talked about this several times on the air that there are different sizes, different styles, different track widths. I had no idea. I thought you went and you got a Lionel or you didn't. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, they've got, uh, you know, the little train, uh, uh, the little trains that can be, um, the engine is only an inch and a half long. Oh, my. And, I mean, it's, you know, half an inch tall and an inch and a half long. Oh, my and word. These are teeny, teeny. And then I have a picture of another engine that is, uh, it's the largest one I've ever seen. It's, it's, it was about like five feet long and about three foot high. I mean, it's oh. it's huge. For heaven's sake, you can ride on that thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, they had... Uh, did they have some walking... Did they have some going around a, a, a track, Gary? Did they have them? There was... Oh, it was probably 10 different setups that were throughout the whole place. And uh, there was there was one... I was just impressed how long they had the, the train on there. Um, the one, the longest side of of the setup was probably 30 or 35 feet long, and they had the the train started at one curve and went all the way over to the other curve. So the train had to be 35 feet long. You know. Now this is the train itself, not tracks, but the train itself. The train itself. My word. That's a lot of train. That's it was. It was a lot of train. It was. I was just impressed how long it was. How many um, vend- uh, vendors probably isn't the right exhibitors? How many exhibitors were there? Uh, let me all in one building too, or did you have to, you guys? Uh, you guys yeah, had to walk it's, it's all in one building. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I'm trying to see. It looks like there was probably a uh, hundred plus. Wow! This was a big expo. Yeah. This is the 46th and annual Mad City Railroad Model Railroad Show and Sale. Were things for sale? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You could there buy was, things. Yeah. Yeah. There was. They had. You know. Everything that was in there was probably for sale. Do you have any idea what, what what the most expensive item you saw, Gary? Any idea? 
Oh, the, the, well, that big train, uh-huh. the, you know, the, the big engine that I saw, that thing probably, that it, without actually knowing and just guessing, I, I would say it was probably about $40,000. That's a house. Oh, um, oh my God. Gary, did, uh, I know this is an opinion question. Did the people who were there look like they had the money to spend? No. Was anybody spending? This is your, uh, seriously, most of the people that were sitting back there with all of these, uh, uh, all the train layouts, Mm -hmm. um, I would classify them as your typical geek. And, and and nowadays geek is not a bad word. No. You know? No, it isn't. Did you see Well that you know, I would not match a geek with a train. This sounds like a boat show where people show up and they want to know what the yachts look like, but somewhere in that crowd is somebody who's going to buy that yacht. Mm-hmm. Did did any did you see like the old Lino trains that you see pictures of from the nineteen forties and thirties? Oh did, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. There's, there was all kinds there. Um, I got a couple of uh, uh, let's see. There was one train that looked like it was uh, from the 1800s. You know that they would go from the east coast to the west coast, and uh, it just, it was just, it was, it was really pretty. I mean, I just loved it. And um, uh, then they there were there were some of the uh, the non-existing uh, rail, railroad lines that are you know that are now defunct or that were uh, you know merged in with other companies and uh, they've had trains with those logos all over them and it just. Did they have an interest fee to get in, or how did they wind up making their money? Um, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was, uh, oh, what was it, uh, 11 bucks for an adult. Uh-huh. So, $11 admission is not, by comparison, $11 is not a lot. I've always thought having to pay at the door to go in to buy something doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Even at an you amusement have, park. You have an amusement park, you're going to go be spending to, money. Uh, Sam's Club. You know, you go to those Sam's Clubs, you have to yeah. pay a member- membership fee. Well, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a membership. Fees. Yeah, it's a membership fee, and it allows you to go in and take advantage of enormous bargains that eventually, and it, it doesn't... It happens pretty quickly if you shop there that um, your membership is paid for by the savings that you have there, and there really are significant savings. But that's a club, and you get to go back more and more and more and more and more, and you decide whether or not it's worth it or, you know, you get on somebody else's card. But, you know, it it baffled me at an amusement park as well. When you go to an amusement park, you have to pay to get in. And you want to get in so you can spend money. Right. 
right. doesn't make any sense. It's also, you go in there, you know, you pay your entrance fee to go in there, and you meet these vendors, and you wind up becoming friends with them, and you don't actually have to go to the, these things to go to these friends to buy your product, products from them. And, you know, in the long run, you wind up saving money, too. But it's, it's, it's a... It's it's a kind of a you know a neat thing where you know you're you're meeting other people with the same interest and you know, it's just the same thing as these comic shows and uh, you know comic book shows or sci-fi shows um, and uh, um, different things like that you know which you you guys still have swap meets or anything in the summer oh yeah uh huh oh yeah oh yeah um. There's a place over by Milwaukee that's, uh, uh, oh, it, it, it's, it's huge. You know, they have, you know, several hundred vendors mm -hmm. uh, there every weekend. And uh, it's just, you go there and, I mean, you have to pay to get in there. And once you're in there, then you, you're, you're, you're paying a hundred, you know, you wind up spending a couple of hundred bucks and buying all kinds of garbage or stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Are there much people who still do antique shopping? Do they still go looking for antiques around oh, yeah. different parts of Wisconsin? Well, yeah. Well, we've got. There's. I know there's one. Actually, there's only one really antique shop here in town. Mm -hmm. There's the others that that are, are around in the area, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, there's there's lots of that stuff all around. So, <coughs> so when you guys come up. Here well, I did summer, not. Uh, pardon? When you guys come up here this summer, guys down to sales. You you notice we haven't talked anything about visiting a lot of people up north during the winter. Yeah, we have oh, yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, well, like I said, I take you down to the Dells, and um, because you don't want you know, it's not that much fun in the in the wintertime. Maybe all the uh, several of the water parks have uh, indoor water parks now. So they're open all year round. Wow! And but uh, but the Wisconsin Dells is the uh, it's it's not the world's largest. I know it's uh, it's the largest in the United States uh, concentration of water parks. I never knew that. Yeah, there's. I never knew there were that many people who wanted to stay wet year round. There's. Wow. Are they are they are they, like, well, that, are they joined together at like the same property or how did how did they, how do you fit oh, ten of them? No, you 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 have to drive out on the main road uh -huh. to go to the different ones. Um, it's like one of them is called Noah's Ark. Well, Noah's Ark is <laughs> the largest. It's the largest water park in the world. You go two by two. Whoa. 
You go two, by two. two. You go two by two. Very good. Yeah, you can, you can if you want to. But uh, all right. So now, my my question. Walden is all excited about this. Walden is a sports person. There's that S word again. What is there for me? I don't swim. We have an old well, book. Do we got a bookstore? Well, there's lots of things. There's. Uh, you can give me water wings and and little shoulder bumpers. Yeah, we could do that if we want to. We could also put you in the giant swing. There you go. Oh, that, oh I love swings. Yeah. This this one. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. What is a giant this, swing? This, uh, this one, the arch is, you know, the, the, you know, the how you, the arch that you make when you swing is yeah. probably uh, 400, 400 to 450 feet. This is not sit in the schoolyard. No, uh, I'll I'll make sure I guard your wallets and all of your personal possessions while you guys are out there having a wonderful time. I will be the personal guard. Oh, four hundred and fifty feet. Yeah. Good and grief. The no. The thing we would have to do is we'd have to go on the ducks. The ducks. The ducks. Yeah. Quack quack ducks? No. Are these are these fun uh, like no, little bumper duckies? No, there's the it's the uh, World War Two uh, military transport from ships to to land. Oh. Yeah. And they they drive them off of the boats into the yeah. water, and then the, when they get on the land, they just keep on driving. So these yeah. are water, water to land, and, and uh, there's several they're, different places that they uh, do amphibious. And uh, they. Uh, I think I'm going to be the designated driver, guys. Well, I want to. Oh, we better. Well, Gary, what was he? What was he? They won't let me drive. Yeah. We need to find a good bookshop for Patricia and. An oh, old, they've got. They got quite a few of those there in, okay. in there. Okay, excellent. Um, With hot chocolate or coffee, and, and that'll be oh, yeah. fine. And then, oh, yeah. thank and, you, Walden. And, You're always watching out for and me. And then, uh, then, do we have an old-fashioned diner where we can have breakfast? Oh, I could, there's there's yep. several hundred here in in the state. Oh, there's there's got to be one for us, Walden. <laughs> I know. This is looking. This is improving. Hash brown. Anybody got good hash brown? Two places we got. There's there's one uh, there's one that's up here that uh, it's a dinner dinner theater. You go in, you have dinner and watch a play. Okay. Uh huh. Is it a buffet? Uh, a buffet dinner? I don't think it's a buffet. I think it's just a sit down dinner. Please find please find a buffet. Oh, I can get you buffets. Okay, buffets. this is good. With bunny food bars. Oh, yes. Lots of lettuce. Lots of lettuce. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of lettuce. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We like lettuce. Okay. It's time for a question. Minus, it's minus 10 now. It's really time for a question. We have to get you wrapped up in a blanket. <laughs> Gosh. 10, oh, 10 below. Okay. We are into associations like i said earlier if i said roy rogers you would say dale evans that kind of thing okay i hope so 
All right. Harriet Hilliard. I don't know. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Harriet. Harriet. <clears throat> I can't think of who it is. Harriet. Harriet. Who went with Harriet? Think of her husband. Who would her husband been? Comedy show. What, what was the last name again? Hilliard. Her name was Hilliard. Oh, oh um, Ozzy. Oh, right. Yes, very oh, good. Right. And what was Ozzy's last name? This, I mean, you got it, but what was Ozzy's last name? Nelson. Very good. Very good. See, I knew you knew it. I knew it in my heart. Yeah, but I had, her, I had faith. her maiden name. That's right. That's right. Well, that was her professional name also. She was a singer. That's true. That's true. Yeah. She was a singer, Harriet Hilliard. Okay. So, what do we want in now we're starting brand new envelopes. What would do what would we like in our brand new envelopes? Oh. You know, I, I, I was not prepared. Now, oh dear. Let me do a sidebar question. One time I was not prepared. Well, I'll give you a second to think about it. What did I? What did Harriet do besides singing in the early days before she had her own radio show with? Was I? Bless her heart, she probably waited tables. Well, but what uh, comedy role? She had a certain comedy oh. role. Did she? Yes. I didn't on, know that. On a different, on a different, on a comedian's radio show. Hmm. Was it a key role? Yes. Or a support a key a, role? It was, a, it was a, a support role. Yeah. It was key, though. Yeah. I mean, like a Mr. Boynton. Uh-huh. Huh. I don't know. I, okay, I'll, I'll, give have, you, I'll give you guys the hint. I don't but, want a hint. I want to know what it is. Get, tell me, tell me, tell me. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Oh, here's the hint. Red Skelton. <laughs> <laughs> on Red Skelton's radio show. What role did she She was? Play? Yes. Oh, oh, was she, um, was she his grandma? No, she was her No, mom. his mother. His mom. His mother. He was his junior. mother. He was Junior's mom. Junior's mother. Yep. Junior's mom. Isn't it? And she was good, yeah, too. I, yeah. I would not have recognized her voice. Yep. But that's what she All right, Gary, I'm going to put down an IOU, and when you call us again, you're going to tell me what to fill in in the IOU. How's that? That's a, that's a pretty I'll, good breakfast. I'll, I will be prepared next week for sure. That's a okay. Good IOU. That's a good breakfast food, right? It is. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I owe me, too. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a safe week, and my gosh, stay warm. Stay inside. Oh, yeah. I definitely will. Okay. Thanks for calling, Gary. All righty. All right, Gary. Good night. Bye. 714-545-2071. I can guarantee you it's not minus 10 below here in California. It is not. Below here, although this morning, um, I'm get, you know, I mean, I'm so embarrassed when I say stuff like this. It was really cool because the wind was from the north, and I was cold. Who's there? Hello there. Hi, it's Treasure Ivan. Who's Hi there? <gasps> Hello, Treasure Ivan. How are you, Ivan? Oh, oh, I have to tell you something before we even talk. Hmm? 
I never mentioned that I have your Rudolph book. And I, oh, uh, some book, huh? Oh, my goodness, it's wonderful, but I do not ever, and I promise I'll be very, very careful, do not ever lend anybody a book with a dust jacket. This dust jacket okay, is pristine. That. That's okay, though. Oh, See, absolutely I lose, pristine. I lose my own dust jackets, and I, no, I, I not even a matter of everything else, so I'm not worried about you ever. Oh the dear, I mean it's for you to have that book because we were talking about Rudolph and how it got to be, and that book does it so well. Well, I'm going through it now, but I set the dust jacket aside because they're so fragile and they can get so damaged. And this one is perfect; it's in perfect condition. And I thought, oh, be still my little heart. I would never Jeez, send I'm out not a, a book collector in that sense. There's no use crying over a spilled dust jacket. That's what I always say. Oh, yeah, but you know, I mean, matters. When you find a, a treasure book. like, when you find a treasure book like this, it's one thing. But when you find a treasure book with a cover that's undamaged, woohoo! So I'm being <laughs> I very keep careful. All this stuff, and I, I, you know, I, all my reference books for the radio program as treasure, Ivan. I'm, I'm going to all the time. I'm scrambling to get, you know, more details and and just have fun with them. So yeah, I'm glad the book got to you, and I'm glad you're, uh, you know, reading it. Well, I'm just so sorry I haven't mentioned it before. We hang up, and I, you know, we finished the show. I mean, I would have if I thought of it. I really would have. Gosh darn it! I did it again and let him go. Did you ever watch Whistle Down the Wind, the Haley Mills movie? There you go. No, I watched. (laughs) I watched the. I watched the Parent Trap. Oh, Whistle Down the Wind is my favorite movie of all time. It's the reason that I wrote the first song I ever wrote about called The Letter to Haley, which you can see on YouTube and which Bill plays once in a while. Uh-huh. I, I, I know was madly that in love with her when I saw that film. I was about seven. I was just going to say, she was your heartthrob and probably still is, isn't she? There's a little bit. Yeah, there's a picture of us on YouTube. I finally met her after 42 years after I wrote the song. You have it on your website, too. Um, we had a lovely, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes of fame, I guess, and we had a really good time together. I'm so glad, and she she had to be delighted that you enjoyed her and her work so much. That's right, and that was the only, uh, you know, a lot of songs were about Annette Funicello in those days, but uh, this was the only one about Haley Mills, so I got a special place there. You you got a special place, and you have that picture up on your website, too. That's right, I do. That's right. See, I visit these places. Nobody is safe, Patricia looks. She goes visiting. So I mailed an envelope to you. It's got some goodies that I think you'll enjoy. Oh, goody, goody. What, what am I going to get? Do you tell me? No, uh, I can. Hold on. Let me see <laughs> but you have to be a surprise. Okay. No, 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 no. I've got my list in front of me. Okay, good. I have a lot of names here. Okay. Jack Kirkwood, I, have, I could find one listing, and I'm not even sure the show is out there, so I need to keep my eyes open for Jack Kirkwood. So that one was okay. kind of a flop. But I did put some children's shows in there. Right. Got a detect, what I call a detective sampler. Uh-huh. Uh it, Yeah, it's it's got several shows from a whole bunch of different series, so you can know whether or not you want me to send more. And some additional unusual. I think I put in a series that the with the main character Quentin Nichols. Did I send that one to you ever before? Never heard of it, no. Uh-uh. Great. Well, I hope I hope that's one. If I didn't put it in there, I'd like you to have it. It's a Canadian one that's really good. They really did a good job on it, and I'm pretty sure it's in there. Okay. So I think you and you and Ada will enjoy that. 
So I did good. I'd like to put my name up for something. You you gave something tonight. I'd love to have a bunch of gangbusters sometime. Gangbusters, you may have. All right, you have to. Yeah, I really like those a lot. And I got um, I have an awful show, and I have an awful show of yours that I don't think is so awful. So we can have a. Way to go! All right, which one? Which one do you think is awful, and you're nominating it? Okay, one. It's the. I think it's the only. And Walden probably will know the details here, but I think they only had one show, which may have been a demo show. But it was Odd Man Out. Was the name of the show? I don't know that one, Walden. 1950s, really paranoid show about oh, a a kid in school who was working for the communists uh, to bus teachers, and it's. uh, I thought it was pretty awful. Um, but I never heard anything, I never heard any subsequent shows. Yeah. At the end of the show, they sort of invite you to turn in your parents. If you, I mean, <laughs> not about.